0: Betrayal, denial, cowardice, unjust judgment, torture, death. Did it have to end this way? To understand God's mysterious providence in the passion and death of Christ, we have to go back to the beginning, to the origin of the creation, to that garden where God created humanity and intended for all human beings a life of ecstatic bliss, where we would live in total communion with God, with all of the angelic beings, and with one another. A communion so intimate, so powerful, so loving, that only the rarest of mystics in this life are privileged to get even a glimpse of it. That was what we were created for, and that was our destiny. And when humanity fell, we fell into an abyss of utter alienation from God, from the angels, and from one another. We fell into a living hell. It was a fall that no human being could ever surmount. By our own efforts, no matter how hard we try, we cannot restore that original communion by ourselves. Only God could do it for us. But in order to achieve the restoration of that breach, we had to experience in Christ the fullness of what it means to be fallen. God entered into our humanity so that he would fully experience the fallenness that we entered into. And in our fallen state, the three perhaps most prominent features are sickness, suffering, and death. And so in his ministry, Jesus focused extensively on the healing of sickness and himself experienced to the utmost the human fallenness that manifests itself in suffering and death and in suffering that is inflicted by the pain and sinfulness of fellow human beings. That injustice and trauma that all of us experience to one degree or another in our lives, he experienced as well, so that God might bring into those places of greatest darkness in our fallenness his light. That's why it had to end this way. But of course it doesn't end at the cross. Our faith proclaims that there is a dawn, there is an Easter. This week we walk the path that will end next Sunday at Easter. But the Church admonishes us to go through this week step by step, not to leap over the Good Friday and the Holy Saturday, but to enter into it so that we may more fully give ourselves over to the mystery of the cross, so that it might ever become a more powerful force in our lives for good, for grace, and for holiness. So let us begin this Holy Week with hearts humbled, grateful, and open to God's grace.